Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. I give you a new commandment. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. How are you doing with that? Jesus said that's the sign by which people will know we are Christians. That's the measure. That's the bar. That's the standard. That's what is expected of all of us, to love one another as Christ has loved us. So how are you doing? It's a really good question for us to reflect upon because all of us, without exception, have room for improvement. None of us love perfectly the way that Jesus has loved us. But that's the goal. That's what we should be striving for. That's why the Christian life can never be one of complacency, because none of us are there yet. None of us can say, I don't need to grow anymore. I don't need to improve anymore. I've arrived. We can't say that because none of us yet love as Christ has loved us. That's the goal that we're striving for, which means we are always in need of renewal and conversion and growth. That's what we're called to live for. And so we need to have that as a concrete, intentional aspect of our life. Not just living each day, kind of going through the motions and getting our, our, our work done and our tasks accomplished, but each day having before us this goal. Today, I am called to love the people in my life in a Christ-like way. And so, what does that look like? How do we know how to love one another in the way that Jesus has loved us? Well, as a good first step, we have to know how Jesus loved us. Right? We have to know what Jesus did and what he said. We have to know the example that he gave us in order to know how we are called to love. And this is why it's so critical for us as Christians to know Christ. If we don't know him, then we can't know how to love like him. And we need to know both know about him, but know him. Right? Perhaps you've heard that distinction before. It's one thing to know things about Jesus. It's another thing to know Jesus. And we need both. We need to know about his life. We need to know his actions and his words and his deeds because in everything that he did, he teaches us how to love. But in order to imitate that example, we have to know him because we can't do it on our own. We can't do it without his grace. So I think we can just uh, want to just give a, a few examples of, of how Jesus loved because it teaches us how we're called to love. And again, this is why it's so critical that we know the life of our Lord. I would suggest to you that as Christians, we should be constantly reading the Gospels. We should be constantly reading the Gospels. 
You know, every chapter in the gospel is kind of divided up into different parts, different sections. We call them pericopes, maybe two, three, four, five per chapter. Just read one of those a day. It would take you a minute. And if you were to do that every day over the course of a year, you would have read all four gospels. And then do it again the next year and do it again after that and keep doing it. We should be constantly immersing ourselves in the life of our Lord because he wants to teach us how to love. And there's countless examples. The, the few that kind of came to my mind as I was, I was preparing for this is uh, the woman caught in adultery. We know the story where the, the Pharisees and the elders bring this woman before Jesus and they want him to condemn her for her sins. And he doesn't do it, right? Because love does not condemn. Love does not judge. Love does not see people through their sins. Love does not label or identify somebody with their mistakes. And so Jesus loves in a way that does not condemn or judge or criticize or beat up or, or uh, dismiss. But at the same time, Jesus does not condone her sin. He says, go and sin no more. He doesn't say, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Because love also does not condone sin. We can err in either of those extremes. So we have to be on guard against ways in which we judge or condemn or criticize, whether it's for people's big faults or maybe it's just for their little faults that we, we gossip about or we criticize others about. That is not the love of Christ. While at the same time, we don't just condone sin and say it's no big deal. We preach the truth about good and evil, about right and wrong. Because Jesus himself was very clear that sin leads to death. Right? That those who persevere in sin are cast into the eternal fire of hell. Right? Jesus did not mince words about that. And so love speaks the truth about sin. But without judgment, and without condemnation. Or a few weeks ago on Holy Thursday, we, we had the example of Jesus loving the apostles through humbling himself in service. He also, in the parable of the final judgment, speaks about the sheep and the goats and the, the righteous being separated from the wicked based upon their concrete actions of love, feeding the hungry and giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and the imprisoned. Right? This is the example that Jesus gave us, that we have to live our lives for others in service, in humility, in generosity, right? taking care of one another, not putting ourselves first. Jesus on the cross gave us an incredible example of one aspect of love, which is forgiveness. Like saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. If we wish to love like Christ, we have to forgive. We have to let go. We have to no longer hold people to their past mistakes. We have to forgive as Jesus has forgiven us. These are the things that we are called to do if we wish to be known as his disciples. And so many other countless examples. Every event in the life of our Lord teaches us how we are called to love. And we need to look to him to learn what it means to truly love one another. But then just knowing isn't enough. 
As I said, we need his grace. We need his help. We need to be in relation with him. And we need to turn to him in those moments where it is difficult to love. And ask for his grace. Ask him to teach us. Ask him to love through us. This is what we are called to. This is what we must strive for every day. None of us are there yet. We all have work to do. But by the grace of God, each day we can grow in Christ-like love. And when we do that, we bring about a transformation, a renewal of peace and of joy and of, of harmony and communion in our lives, in our families, our communities, in the church and in the world. The second reading from the book of Revelation spoke about a new heavens and a new earth that God will bring about at the end of time. But God wants to continually bring about a renewal of love. And our world, our church, are desperately in need of this example of love. And this is what we are all called to contribute. This is what brings about a true renewal, a true reconciliation, a true transformation of lives. Jesus commands us to love as he has loved. Let us learn from him what that looks like and let us go to him and ask for the grace to do it.